Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Welcome to the PHNX Cards post-game show where we're sponsored by DraftKings, as you well know by now, where $1 will get you $100 in free bets by placing on any NFL game as long as there's a point scored in the game. And tonight there was plenty of points scored for the Arizona Cardinals, an absolute ass-whooping in Cleveland. <laughs> and I, I'm sure it shocked everybody. Yeah, it was the most impressive win of the, given the circumstances, I put this out on Twitter, of the Michael Bidwell era as team owner and president since he took over in 2005, 2006. I can't remember a regular season win that had more adversity. I would say more on the line. You're undefeated. A good, a really good Cleveland team that a lot of people think could come out of the AFC at least before the season. And to put that kind of ass whooping on them in every facet outside of the really the fluky Hail Mary to end that game, kudos to. The Cardinal administration, kudos to the coaches. Vance Joseph was phenomenal this yeah, week. Yeah. Really put his name, I think, back into maybe head coaching opportunities. And then two players, Kyler Murray offensively, and then J.J. Watt on the defensive side. It was, I think it was a season-defining win. Well, I should also say that I am Saul Bookman. This is Johnny yes, Venerable, and yeah. this is Frank Sanders. <laughs> uh, Frank Sanders and I did not coordinate our outfits today, but you can get this shirt. By going to gophnx.com to our locker. It's right here. It's nice and beautiful. We also have a Kyler Murray shirt that we're going to uh, pop up here in a little bit. That's dope as hell. But, Frank, your ultimate takeaway, like, what's the one thing that absolutely stood out to you about today's performance? Leadership. Um, in a moment where you are literally in unknown territory. You haven't been here since 1974. Most of these guys on this team was never born at that time, so they don't know much about the St. Louis Cardinals at that time. The Phoenix Cardinals showed up. Now they're the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they are in uncharted territory. The feelings are so stupid that you've never been undefeated. You don't know what that feels like. You don't. Yeah. You are the you've, you've started the season with this big target. Now you are the bullseye of the NFL right now, and that is night and day. And not having your head coach be there, not having the offensive coordinator who calls the plays to be there, to not have your starting left, your your defensive end to be there with all the implications of guys not being there as a team, you are going in hostile and territory with a team that has something to prove. So typically the Cleveland Browns would play better. They would show up greater. They have most of their players there except one of their one or two players. But leadership brought this team to a place of victory and the guys came up and kept 
they kept the they kept the formations of what is supposed to be um asked of them you know not having cliff there and watching these guys come out and play dominate a, 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 i thought really one of the i literally put on twitter that this is the afc nfc could be super bowl teams because the cleveland browns have a lot of great talent and a lot of things that they, that they do extremely well but the cardinals as well and then at the end of the day the Cardinals go out and win. So to me, in week six, this is the Super Bowl, and the Cardinals just won the week six Super Bowl of the NFL. Thank you. <laughs> I was saying, uh, I want confetti on my life right uh, now. <laughs> all right, let's not pop the champagne okay, just not, quite yet. I'll pop we, a, we have a couple stuff. beers. We, we drink that. Beers. Okay, but, my bad. Uh, in the meantime, we are expecting Shearson Susell, who is live from Cleveland. Uh, she's probably in the press conference right now, but here, uh, somewhere in the middle of the show, we will bring her up on, as well, uh, guys. Let's start from the beginning of the game. Okay. Uh, the Cardinals come out. They come out very strong yeah. offensively. They're moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're holding their own. What was what was where was the moment for you, Johnny, where you realized, oh, this this isn't just going to be another game where all these excuses come back to bite them in the ass and they're going to fall, you know, fall towards expectations because a large portion of the country was expecting the Cardinals to lose this game. Well, I thought that, so shame on me. I'm here to eat all the crow. I was setting that up just for him. Yes, Frank was the (laughs) only one of Cheerson and I and Frank, our PHNX Cardinals team, to pick the Cardinals to to win today in a close win, and I had picked them to to lose in a a close fashion. Uh, I When they were up 14-0, I looked over at Saul and I'm like, what what the hell is happening? Like, Is this... Are they suddenly the New England Patriots, like peak New England Patriots, where they just overcome everything every week and jump out to these fast starts and and hold on and play f- four quarters of complete football? They have not given me any indication this this year so far through six weeks, a month and a half against multiple playoff teams. I think that's what we have to point out. Tennessee, Cleveland, San Francisco, a lot of people thought would be a playoff team, the, certainly the Rams. It's just like, mm, we'll just take care of business and so we're going to score 30-plus points every week and our defense is going to be top five. I just At this point, you can't pick against them as far as a specific point in this game. I mean, certainly they're up 20-7, to 20 to nothing. Even after the Hail Mary, I think we all felt fine that the Cardinals could still take care of business in the second half. That was such a fluke play. The defense played just ferocious. Their front seven to me was the was the difference in this game and then you know on the on the offensive side Kyler Murray his distribution process the fact that they were harping all week about there's going to be wind it's going to affect the passing game the Cardinals aren't going to be able to yeah, move the ball it's going to be wet it's yeah cold. and it's just like yeah he had a couple of fumbles i think that was more attributed to his new center and they're just trying to figure some things out but i mean he threw four touchdown passes yeah, he was, he was and, great. yeah and they had multiple opportunities in the red zone where they probably should have had more touchdowns is it a sleeping giant right now and goodness you think about this game and i don't want to look too far ahead but like in a couple weeks they're gonna have this team plus you would assume rodney hudson will come back and you get zach Ertz, and you get chandler jones three you know borderline if not three all pros or pro bowlers right now today i mean it's like what do we need to do to get the number one seed in the nfc that's the conversation they need to be having which is just insane well, it's it's a they gotta keep pace, right? They gotta keep pace. They gotta keep playing well because there's good teams out there that are one game behind them. The right. Rams in their own division, the Packers I think are, are four and one or Tampa five and one. Yeah, Tampa Bay. So they gotta keep pace. The Cowboys, you know. So it's not. I think you can always look and say, hey, we always have somebody on our heels. We gotta come with our A game every single week. Yeah. I just want to keep this in historical perspective. This is only the third Cardinals team of all time. 
in franchise history to go six and zero to start a season. Nineteen twenty two, the Chicago Cardinals started off six and zero, finished eight and three. The nineteen seventy four St. Louis Cardinals started six and zero, finished ten and four, and now your Arizona Cardinals are at six and zero. Frank, <laughs> he was talking about the offense. What did you see from Kyler today? Because there was a a couple maybe pain points for Kyler, like last week. What what the 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 49ers did was right. they rushed their ends, but they kept contained, mm-hmm. and then that's how they they forced a lot of pressure. Uh, the Browns tried to do that today, but it didn't work as effectively as San Francisco did. Why not? Because our our receivers are better than our receivers are that much better than their secondary, and Correct. so you just trust your guys to dominate their secondary. Everyone that, like I said, I went back and watched film. Everyone that had big receivers dominated the Cleveland Browns secondary because they were just that much taller, that much more physical. The Cleveland Browns secondary trust their defensive line to be extremely effective. And everything about their defensive line is to be understood and not taken for granted. They have some of the best defensive linemen on, 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 on the planet in regards, to, in regards to the NFL. But what we did was was neutralize those guys, mm-hmm. and they tried to neutralize. They tried to play. They tried to play that cat and mouse game. Yeah, we will stop the run, or we will stop Kyler on the way to the pass rush. But we can't let Kyler get on the outside because he will destroy us. And so that's the cat and mouse game that sometimes when you have, when we have a weapon like Kyler, they have to kind of play that game, which San Francisco tried to do, and the Rams tried to do, which came out. And they failed, which is this same thing that happened this weekend. So Kyler trusts our, our receivers to be better and greater than their cornerbacks. He didn't panic in those moments where he could still sit in the pocket and not have to feel like they were going to – when they felt like, like they was going to blitz and they didn't. And then if, he, if there was a bad mistake on the fumble or exchange, he still can pick the ball up and make something happen. That's because when you realize that teams start playing you from the position of fear and not attacking – from what their strengths are, and they start attacking from their weaknesses because they know once you get outside the pocket, they have no, they have no, they have no. That's their weakness. Yeah. So they try to play this cat and mouse game with the defensive line. And watching the game this week, that's what made Kyler so effective. That's what made our offense so effective because our our line, our receivers are just that much better, and they don't, they can't play those games. Marcus Golden, um, in addition to JJ Watt, yeah, Marcus Golden. Um. Uh, why am I forgetting his Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. Hicks. Sorry. Jordan um, Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Uh, and I thought Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I thought that entire front seven, like we talked about before the the show, was just phenomenal today. Yes. They they put so much pressure. I I said that at least in the first half, and now I will say the entire game. Uh, that was their best performance from yeah. a from a pass rushing and a pressure standpoint on the opposing quarterback that we've had all season. I would even include the Tennessee game because oh, it's Tennessee was basically just one guy. Yeah, right. collectively, collectively, this was better. Collectively, this is 100% better. Well, and you think about Chandler Jones commands so much attention, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't have him today. Watt has put himself, in my opinion, into he's playing as good as any defensive lineman in the NFL right now. It's not going to show up in the box score. He doesn't have the gaudy stats. You just watch a Cardinal game for four quarters He's in on every play. It's yes. what they do is so much predicated on his interior pressure, and that was severely lacking for this Cardinal team last year. I will say additionally, you know, we dogged on him for for the better part of <laughs> five weeks to begin the you season. You did well. I come said, on. Well, I said he's collecting paychecks. I, we I don't, don't know what's said, happening. I'm with you, and I, I'm gonna let you fly yeah. flow. But I said I don't care 
if he doesn't get a sack this season. Well, that's not who I'm talking about. As long as he is garnishing two two guys to right. pay attention to him, which frees up these other guys. Sometimes when you're the star and they're paying you $20 million, shut up and do your job and get double team and triple team because that frees everybody else. And that in itself causes, this is what, this is when I said, we, 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 we don't banter, but we do have good flow. And I like that because it says that we're in tune with what's going on. I got on JJ at the beginning of the year. He's been much better. Jordan Phillips came off the IR yesterday. What? And he did? without oh, Corey yeah. Peters. Hey, Phillips sighting. Without <laughs> Corey Peters today, who had COVID before the game, Uh-oh. we're thinking to ourselves, shit, no Zach Allen, no Chandler Jones. Damn. You know, you're going to roll with Lecky Foto, Rashad Lawrence, Michael Dogby. I'm like, oh, no way Jordan Phillips is going to play a lot. Tomorrow he's going to be on a snap count. They don't want him to re-injure mm-hmm. what they say is a back injury. Do plays like the whole game, clogged up the running lanes <laughs> I, outside of. I told you, I told you there was something behind. I told you maybe I, he just had to get in the shape for I six weeks. Told you there was something. Get him on a treadmill. I have no idea if that's the case. <laughs> what I will say is the Browns had one one legitimate scoring drive. I discredit the hail the hail mary. The defensive line, the front seven, did their job, and the Cardinal DBs were were knocking people out before that hail. That was a fluke. Outside of that, the the Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown where he ran over Robert Alford and Kareem Hunt had a couple nice runs. That was their only scoring drive in the whole game, in my opinion. Vance Joseph shut out this team with a a bunch of, you know, BNC players in a lot of levels on their defense because stars were out and shut them out in the second half. I don't want to hear about, you know, the the broadcast making excuses, right? Baker's hurt and Nick Chubb's out and they're missing their tackles. Cardinals didn't have their head coach. They didn't have their play callers offensively. They didn't have Chandler Jones. They're, they're all pro outside linebackers. So the, the performance that Vance Joseph did today saying, I'm not only the D.C., I'm the interim coach today, and he put his imprint on this game. Like Vance Joseph, to me, he got so much garbage the first year he was here because they were rebuilding. They didn't have the tools. Last year, all they did was get better from week one to week 16. This year, like, they, you can make a legitimate argument it's the best defense in the NFL, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. Certainly after today, they will be top five in almost every statistical category outside of run defense, and I think the reason they they allow that is because it's predicated on teams can't keep up with Kyler Murray and throwing the football, so it's like, yeah, get, we'll, we'll give you the run because you can't throw on us, and and so I, I just can't say enough good things about Vance Joseph. I like Classy Nasty up there on our, on our board right now, comment section, be like water. And classy nasty is exactly what happened this weekend. <laughs> I was like, did you that give somebody a nickname? I was like, no, what? That's huh? classy classy nasty. Nasty. I thought Jacob classy got a new nickname all of a sudden. In the comment section. Sean, we see you at the bottom as well. But check this out. Classy nasty is absolutely right. Just like your boy Kyler Murray. You got to be like water because the NFL is constantly changing. Yep. Who could have predicted this weekend? We 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 could I, not. No, predict- I, there's no way. I there's no way we could have predicted that this coach yeah. would get COVID. The, the general manager would get COVID. Four seven players get COVID. That in itself says that's a that's a dramatic drastic change to a five and O team who's never been five and O like since seventy four. I do like that. Dramatic. Drastic and dramatic. Well, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Yes, <laughs> that's what it felt Here, like. Here's the problem. Oh so many people want to Dramastic. find reason to doubt this Cardinal team from a national perspective. Last week, they were like, well, they played down to a rookie quarterback and they barely eked out a win against San Francisco. People wanted a reason to doubt this team. And it's just like, after today, it's like, what, what's left to say? I told you they're going to hate on you, man. I told you the storyline <laughs> is that the, the media do not believe the Cardinals 
we're not the darling conversation of the True. hate love relationship. We are a bunch of misfits that never been here before. Although we've been here before, although they've gone to the Super Bowl, they played for the NFC, NFC Championship, but we're not enough conversation to garnish the con- the attention of all yeah. all of all of the national media. Well, and right now, this con- what we did today, considering the circumstances will make a, a bunch of believers in these Cardinals right now because statistically, but not only statistically, player-wise, individually, you will know for a fact you can't stop what we're doing even if we're all not together. Mm-hmm. And that is dramatically a problem. Dramatically. Put that on a T-shirt. Dramatically a problem. Dramatically a problem. Well, you told me I could say it. Now I'm saying Dramatically. It is a problem for a lot of the players and a lot of teams in the NFL right now. And that, again, thinking, no one thought we can go into a hostile environment and just beat this team. I didn't. You didn't think that no chance they they could could win like a last second field goal. No. That would might have been better than the Rams' performance, given the circumstances. Like absolutely, that, that, so it's like on the road, right. East Coast time difference, no cold coach. weather outside, right? Uh, COVID running rampant through your no franchise, boy. can't stop and the you run. Still found a way to blow this team out. Right, that, that there, was, there was never a point in this game where you felt like, even though they, you know, the hail mary might have been as close as it came. There was never a really, a really big point where you felt like the momentum was completely gone. Right. And, and, and more importantly, that the team was ever rattled by anything that was going on. I think Kyler was sitting on the sideline like, this bullshit, really? Yeah. Like, they really just got a Hail Mary? Like, like I was hoping I wouldn't here. have to play and the And they just moved quarter. on. That's just what they do, you know? Yeah. So l- here's another question for you, Johnny. How much money did you put on this game? None, because oh, I'm a big-time fraud, <laughs> and I didn't believe that the Cardinals were going to win. So no draft teams love at all, And huh? I can't for the life of me bet against the Cardinals, but uh, I do use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I do use the promo code PHNX when I do bet. You know who doesn't use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I, do. I assume? Mm-hmm. Probably Mark Sanchez, because <laughs> I definitely, definitely don't think he does. No. I just... That's for cool people, and I'm it not. Is. I'm not a fan of Sanchez <laughs> right now. He's the worst. He found every excuse in the book to try and dog the Cardinals. Same with last week. It was yep. you know same thing as like, I, like I'm just not a fan. Anyway, what about you, Frank? You you still learning this whole DraftKings well, thing? Right? I, I am a former NFL guy who was not taught how to bet. We were told not to bet. Yeah, and if we true. got we got caught betting, it would be a problem. So, Big but I'm in love with where we are right now because it adds so much. Uh, it's, it has a different type of mentality to the game and a different type of fan to the game. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And the over-under mentality right now, and also the point spread mentality, I'm learning it. I'm on it. JV's teaching me. Saul's educating me as well. And so, therefore, as I figured out, you guys could also pay attention to what we're doing well, here at PH- PHNX. Well, I got, I got one, one other thing for you, Frank. You know, this week, actually here this upcoming week, Johnny and our guy Shane have been working on a series uh, a, a series of like 101s, like how to gamble, how okay. to how to bet, how to have fun when you're doing it, stuff like that. That you can check out. out. Yeah, you can check though. out on our website for sure because playing on the DraftKings Sportsbook app is fantastic. It's fun. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX uh, yeah. and bet just five dollars on any NFL Ooh, team to win uh, their game and win two hundred dollars in free bets. If they win, you win. And promo code PHNX this week's. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, fellas, we have to get to the next little segment. Uh, 
Chirsten is at the podium right now, or she's not at the podium. That would be really she's cool. She's giving She's, a, she's listening game. to uh, Christian Kirk, and then soon after that, it'll be Vance Joseph, and then she'll be joining us here shortly. But, uh, hey, Johnny, you solicited for tomorrow's headlines, so we might as well go ahead and get to tomorrow's headlines. Yes. What are we going to look at? What did people predict was going to happen from this game moving forward? Let's go with the first one right up here. COVID-19, <laughs> Cardinals 17. Somebody predicted a loss. And uh, my man, I don't, I can't see who who that is that that said that, but uh, shout out to the to whoever that was in the Twitterverse that, that said that. I got over twenty responses, and there were a ton of great ones. So I appreciate the engagement on the Twitter.com. People are really into it because they feel like, outside of COVID nineteen, right there, uh, that the Cardinals are going to come out victorious. This is this has been one of the most. I mean, it happens when you're five and zero now, six and zero. One of the most positive engagements that I've had on social media with Cardinal fans. There's that renewed optimism and enthusiasm that has just not been there uh so it's it's great to see what else we got jacob uh sooner red leaves sooner dead kyler beats baker 35 28 i like that <laughs> i do I, like that. I think the common theme was a lot of people thought the browns were going to score a lot of points yeah, i mean yeah. the people thought it would be a shootout based off of last week's performance against yeah. the chargers i mean understandably so what was your thoughts on baker real quick before we go to the next one um i think he's he's injured i don't think he was as crisp as it is and i think i don't know you know I, i'm just going to assume cuz i've never had um you know a partial tear yeah. um in the pec area or whatever but every time he would he would gun up to throw and he would expose his chest and kind of pull I, I wonder if there it's it's a really really aggravating injury mm-hmm. um, to the point where you know he can't put enough on it because as soon as he gets to a point it's almost like a you know a shock mm-hmm. or something like that you mm-hmm. almost forget that you're injured yeah, and then yeah. boom there it is you're like oh you know and that's kind of what it looked like when he sailed that one um, right into the arms of um, Robert Alford yeah so uh, you know that's that's kind of, I'm I'm not putting too much stock into Baker's performance um, the thing I really like to see was how the defense was able to overcome some of their own deficiencies and put a lot of pressure on him. Hey, and credit to Baker. He got out of a lot of those, sacks, you know, those yeah. sacks. You know, JJ could have had four or five sacks today. Yeah. He, he got away from a couple. Uh, so, you know, hey, shout out to him. He, I thought he played well considering the circumstances, but not even close to good enough to beat this team. No. All right, last one. <laughs> you caught Jacob off guard. I'm sorry. The coachless Cardinals moved to 6-0. and Yes. Very accurate. Uh, very uh, appropriate. Because that was, in fact, they did have some coaches. We don't act yeah. like they, it was just Kyler and JJ coaching each side of the ball. But at certain times, it felt like that today. You know, well, hey, Akash Trevedi in the chat says, Marcus Golden, the unsung hero of today's game. What a beast. Hey, Marcus Golden did his very best yeah. to replace Chandler Jones on yeah. the edge. And he had a phenomenal game. The thing I loved the most about Marcus Golden today, Frank, was that he never gave up. Even if he missed the sack, he came back and tried to get the sack again. Or even if he missed the running back, he he continued with the play. And a couple times he caught the running back from behind or or another player from behind because he just didn't give up. And that's the kind of effort that you want. And that's the one thing about this defense is that they do swarm. Yeah. They swarm. They don't give up on the play. They don't assume somebody else made a tackle they really hunt uh, for the ball carrier. Absolutely. Mar- Marcus is in a great position right now where he understands exactly who he is and what he's supposed to do in the NFL. Sometimes you get paid for potential, and then there's other times you get paid for performance. Mm-hmm. Marcus says, I know what who I am, so I perform at what I'm getting paid at. 
Now, if you want to franchise me or you want to potentially pay me for future expectations, that's something different. Here at the Cardinals right now, he knows exactly who he is. The leadership, though, I said it before, man. Once you watch a J.J. Watt sacrifice from being a defensive end into now to a D tackle, mm-hmm. taking on two guys at the tenure he has in the game on behalf of himself because yeah. we don't have an interior D line just yet. We saw Jay Phil. Yeah. We haven't seen a Corey Peters. But in that conversation, when you watch that, you have to say, who the F am I that I'm yeah. supposed to be pompous that I can't go out and sacrifice myself mm-hmm. and I can't hustle for 10 to 15 seconds? That's what Marcus has to ask himself, and he knows that. And the defense right now, guys are running playing hard to the football. We talk about selfless football. I know losing. That's selfish football. Selfless football is winners. And everyone has to do that. And you're watching that right now with our defense. That. I love that. You know, we don't want to dwell on the negative because Kyler had a fantastic game. He did. But he did have a couple issues with some fumbles. Yeah. Um, and the ones I think, you know, uh, Evan B, Coach Evan B in the chat was asking um, – Thoughts on the offensive line play today and the missed snaps or fumble by uh, fumbles. There was plural uh, by Kyler. Initially, um, I'm not worried about that, but I think it was just a you know a lapse in concentration a yeah. couple times by Kyler because a lot of those snaps were right there. He just needed to to hold on to those and then obviously scrambling and hitting it off your leg. You, you just can't do that. I, I have to check the stats. I'm pretty sure on this, the Cardinals outrushed Cleveland in this game. What? Browns have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Uh, and you consider they don't have Rodney Hudson. I thought outside of the miscommunication a couple times with Kyler, number one, I didn't think interior pressure was a problem. So you f- figure Max Garcia did a hell of a job from a, a pass protection standpoint. And then like late in the game, for two weeks in a row, Max Garcia is leading the way downfield for James Conner to put mm-hmm. the game away. Yeah. That is so impressive for a team that has been, you know, for the better part of the Kingsbury era, quote-unquote, soft and not being sure. able to put teams away. The tackles we knew were going to have trouble today. That's the best bookend pass rush when they want to be in the NFL. Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, both very number true. one overall very, picks. Very true. Humphreys and, and Beecham, they they did their best. Uh, it got better in the second half outside of the first possession. The guard play, Justin Pugh, has been steady all year. And outside of kind of a bogus holding call on Josh Jones, I mean, the interior offensive line was great. I didn't, I didn't sense a lot of yeah. interior pressure. So to me... Given the circumstances, we talked about it all week. I, I thought Max Garcia would do a good job. They get Houston next week. It's a shame Rodney Hudson's going to be at least through the Packer game. But, I mean, he's been in this program now with the same offensive line coach in Sean Cougar. This is his second year. And last year, he really got a chance to redshirt coming off that injury. He's definitely healthy now. So you think about just the continuity up front that they have. And, oh, by the way, get to add Zach Ertz, who was on the sideline next week as a, as a tight end. To me, that's the missing dynamic in this offense. At Man. least it was today. Man. They they are going for it. If you can't be excited about what's going on with Man. this Cardinal team. And my biggest thing every week, I, I watch them and I'm like, yeah, they kicked a bunch of field goals to end the half and they had a bunch of dumb penalties and they still scored 37 points. Yeah. It's yeah. like if they're clicking on all cylinders, which my guess is you're going to have to do that to beat a Tampa in the playoffs and Todd Bowles or you know the Rams again uh, or maybe a Dallas you know, this team's capable of putting up 45, 50 points in a game. Well, you know, the other thing that we have to focus on is also James Conner. Yeah. Um, James Conner's running ability at the end of games mm-hmm. has been able – I mean, we we remember last year how many times we could not run the clock out. Yeah. 
and how many times that would come back to bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. And and it's so great to see you actually have a piece that's able to close the door on the other team because James Conner yeah. isn't running for 20, 25 yards a pop. It's those it's those runs that look like they're going to be a negative two or three yards, and all of a sudden he gets a couple yards yeah, or yeah. two or three, and those start to add up, especially when he's pounding dudes. And, and, and Frank, you were talking about it earlier about he doesn't look – like he should be as physical That's as it. he is. He doesn't. He looks when you if you see him out of his past, you'd be like, bro. <laughs> like, really. Like you the beast that calls yourself the beast who is the physical intimidator in our running game between you and Chase. And he's that dude. But our offensive line, Jason, Justin Pugh, these guys are doing things that you wouldn't think out of an air raid offense that our ground attack is just that good as well and that there. we're physically beating teams yeah. and we're beating guys to the punch and they're, they're, they're finishing plays that if it's third and seven and the guy's being stopped in three yards from it, the O-line comes mm-hmm. behind. These guys are rushing on the field. They're pushing the pile. The running backs are rolling over for three yards and then now, you go, now we got a first down. That's the kind of stuff that you start watching. This team is surprisingly... Different physical. Yeah. The, 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 just, it's just different. Yeah, it's, it's just different, and it's, it's and it's a it's see, a collective yeah, thing. It's, it's a collective yeah. thing. Yeah. Also, if you want to be a, yeah, if you want to be a part of our collective thing, just go to gophnx.com because we have some really cool stuff, and you can be part of the Rise Up Red Sea generation and get this really cool shirt uh, that we have right here. I'm it's just in next. the middle of the I screen randomly, but yeah, <laughs> we'll deal with it. It's a it's it's a dope ass shirt. Rise Up Red Sea shirt, and for members right now, we got a special deal running to, through Tuesday that if you buy this shirt or if you buy the shirt that Frank and I are wearing right now, um, which is really dope, and we have it right here, as you can see, uh, the other shirt will be 50% off. So you can get basically two for the price Hell of yeah. one and a half. There you yeah. go. That makes sense, right? So go phnx.com, become a member, join us for a year, see if you like it. And then stick with us forever because you're going to love it. Being part of our community is where it's at. Never um, it's only going to get bigger and better, just like the Cardinals in this game. Uh, as we move, look forward, we yeah. have Houston coming up next week. And then after that, the big one on Thursday night against Green Bay. We won't get ahead of ourselves on this one. But your final kind of takeaways when, you, when you're thinking about what this means in totality for this Cardinals franchise right now. That they're stacking wins en route to a, a special season. They had eight wins last year, and it's mid-October, and they are two off of that, which is unbelievable. Uh, there's a long way to go. It's a 17-game season. Um, but they've already made their imprint in the division. They're 2-0 and against the best two, two, two teams in the division left standing. I think Seattle's going to fall apart. And then just the fact that they can win, and we say it every week, they find new ways to win. They can win with special teams. Matt Prater, three for three today. They outrushed Cleveland today, 140-plus yards on the ground. Cleveland wow. was under 100. And then Kyler Murray can just have an MVP kind of performance and put together four or five touchdowns in a, in a singular game. To me, it just they have built, and I put this out on gophnx.com in an article last week, Steve Kime has built really the ideal 53-man roster to maximize Kyler Murray's rookie contract. And it's it's the pop year. It's coming to fruition. Year three, this is the third year of a rebuild. It should be the culmination process of a rebuild. And the fact that we all felt like, mm, fringe pay- playoff team, maybe we should have seen this coming. Maybe. But, you know, you, you just didn't know which way it was going to go with Cliff. Yeah. You know, and I think people had doubts. 
Yep. Frank, you and I spoke before the season started, and we we both had doubts as to where this is going to go, how much could Cliff improve um, in terms of what he learned from last year and how he's going to execute it in the, in the future. Yep. And though Cliff wasn't around today, you can't dismiss the fact that Double K has taken care of business. You can see his – you can see his – now we can see his handprint on the Arizona Cardinals and what they bring to the table. Absolutely correct that we had doubts. My doubts with Cliff, would he take this team and all the talent that's been given to him and become creative and not be the stagnant Cliff that we saw the last couple of years or the learned Cliff who was learning how to be at the NFL level yeah. and to take his offense and evolve that. Right now, this team, as my our best friend on the show, Cheerson says, <laughs> she don't understand what a one and old mentality looks like. This game is a one and old mentality. Had to be. They went to Cleveland. They <laughs> went to a hostile environment. They went with not all their pieces. They added coaches. They had coaches do jobs they weren't supposed to do. They had players in position that wasn't supposed to be playing at. And everyone showed up with one intent that this week right here, week six, is the most important moment right now. And we got to come away with a win no matter what. And the leadership showed it. The guys went out and played it. They dominated, which I thought was one of the best AFC teams in the league right now. And to me, this team is on a 1-0 mentality, and they, they're definitely displaying it to us all. When we look back at the end of the season, I think this is the point where we all realize this is a different team. This yep. isn't, you know, the different. 5-0 start was great. Being the, the Rams was great. But this just felt a little bit different. And speaking of Cleveland, hey. we have the one and only Miss Cheerson Sussell coming live to us from the stadium. How are you? Guys, I am. I'm living the dream out here. This is fantastic. What a win! I I don't know if we can tell if you're serious or if you're like you know if you're if you're not serious. The sarcasm. I is Do it you cold? See that smile? <laughs> All forty-two of them, but it looks so cold. <laughs> no, I I'm dressed appropriately, so I feel great. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, you you went to the post game presser. Um, obviously, you got you got a different experience being there live in the stadium. Tell us about, uh, you know, your, your overall thoughts uh, from, from, you know, Vance Joseph and, and Christian Kirk, I believe, is, is who, who else you listen to. Yeah, I talked to a couple of guys. And the one big takeaway from this game, you know, obviously it was one filled with adversity. And we're all sitting here impressed with what the Cardinals were able to do with uh, so many missing pieces, including their head coach. But Vance Joseph made a comment that I thought was really telling. So Whipple and Kubler shared a play calling duty. So Whipple was the one that was actually communicating uh, the plays, but they were pretty much talking through every play. And Vance said it was just as though Cliff Kingsbury was calling the play. It didn't feel any different. So hats off to Cliff and what he was able to do, uh, you know, from a distance and instilling the game plan earlier in the week. And then hats off to, you know, everybody that was able to, to still execute the game plan the way that it was supposed to be executed. But, you know, talking to the guys at no point in the week, according to them, did they ever get discouraged even up until, you know, as early as this morning when Corey Peters, you know, another man going down, uh, Marcus Golden actually said that all it did was motivate them. So uh, another thing would happen this week, more motivation. Another thing would happen this week, more motivation. And that's a team that has one collective goal in mind and a locker room with great leaders and uh, and great leaders leading this team as well. Did did, did was there ever a question asked? Um, because I, I got a, I got a sense that there's a fear 
that might that might preside over an individual thinking, man, I hope I didn't prepare this whole week for this game for me to pop positive for COVID. Um, anybody ask a question like that about about the uncertainty about even being available to play themselves? Yeah, not not today after the game, but it's been asked throughout the week and. You know, that's certainly a concern with players. You know, it's been said that, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, everybody's vaccinated on the team. And at the same time, it doesn't matter. You know, they have a ton of protocols in place. At the same time, it's like you never know when you might pop a positive test, even if you're feeling great. So uh, they they didn't say it post game, but it's been communicated throughout the week. That is definitely a concern. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to to work hard all, all week and then be told that they can't play because they have a positive test. It's just a real quick. One big question I have is where was Cliff watching the game at? Was he was he in Paradise Valley at the big mansion? Oh, he was chilling. Was he, he was chilling in the hot the, tub for sure. He was in the hot sure. tub watching <laughs> or was he at Cardinal headquarters? By chance, do you know? I'm glad I'm glad you guys think that I have that enough insight <laughs> info to know whether or not he was in his hot tub or not. Uh, yeah, he was at home. I can tell you that much. And I asked uh, the team if they were able to FaceTime him in the locker room after the game. The answer is yes. Somebody FaceTimed him, held up the phone. He had a huge smile on his face. So he was able to celebrate awesome. with the team That's in the awesome. locker room virtually after the game. And everybody gets a game ball after this one, including Cliff, I'm told. That's oh, awesome. Excellent. Cheerson, we watched it for the second consecutive week, the performance of J.J. Watt. Talk to us about you know what you were able to see in person and the the passion, the enthusiasm he brings. I, I thought for the second consecutive week, he willed this Cardinal defense through adversity with the help of Marcus Golden and Isaiah Simmons. But really, just Watt, every play sets the tone for this team. What kind of difference wait, has wait, he made? Wait, wait, wait. Cheerson, you didn't do anything wrong, did you? Because I hear sirens in the back. Is that, just a, is that just a Cleveland thing? <laughs> it must be. Yeah, we are downtown, so yeah. it must be a Cleveland thing. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> Somebody had to call the people for them because the Cleveland Browns need some damn help out there. I That's know right. that. <laughs> JJ, uh, how, what do you yeah, think? What's your yeah. take? Yeah, Johnny, to your question, uh, he played tremendous. I have. I have a big heart, so the one thing that stood out to me is after getting his first sack as an Arizona Cardinal, he was the first one over to Baker when he went down and, uh, you know, immediately went over to help him and then called help onto the field. And, you know, not only does he set the tone for this defense, which played outstanding, uh, forced three turnovers, including two strip sacks and that and that uh and that interception by Robert Alford, which was his first since 2017, which is which is amazing. I thought, you know, this was perhaps one of their best uh, outings as a defense. Uh, are you guys good? I, okay. <laughs> I'm getting uh, – so people are pulling cable around me. I wanted to make sure that my, uh, my, my camera wasn't going to tip over or I wasn't in the way of a serious operation here. But we're good, guys. Um, anyway, the defense, they just played tremendous. And it all starts up front with J.J. Watt. And, and the way that they were able to fill the the, uh, the gaps with the, the, the pieces that they were missing, uh, you, you just can't say enough about it. What, what was your – you know, obviously we've been talking about the offense and the defense. What was your main takeaway after – when you think about this game later on tonight, what is that one thought that you're going to take away with you from your experience there in Cleveland? Heart. This team has heart. And they have all the pieces. I mentioned this earlier. Um, I think it was Johnny that asked me before the game, you know, if they're able to get a win, uh, you know, what does this mean for the Arizona Cardinals? And to me, this means that they have every – thing it takes to be a championship team. I mean, they've got the depth. 
They've got the leaders, right? You don't have a head coach. You've right. got a bunch of guys out, a bunch of starters out. Um, you know, you've got a, a high caliber offense, a tremendous defense, and you've got the character and the heart. And they played with a whole lot of heart today. Uh, there's no denying that. The, the, to me, that's that's all the ingredients that you need to build a championship caliber team. And and can't say enough. But heart is what stands out to me the most. I mean, when you when you when you face all the adversity, and I'd be hard pressed to to find any player on this team that's faced more adversity in one week, right? Uh, and you come out with a performance like they did today. What else can you say? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it does. It did feel like an emotional win today. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think guys are crying in the locker room, but they went through a lot, and so to come out. They were out and- singing. So there, the locker room is right next door to to the post game media area, and you could hear chanting, you could hear songs being sung. Uh, it what, was a what blast, songs? and I. I don't know. I couldn't. I, I think they were like making it up. I, I, DJ I don't think All it was like an actual. Win, I don't win. think it was an actual song, but I was on the field as, as well as all the guys were running into the locker room. I mean, you had, um, I tweeted out this video. It was uh, DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt almost hand in hand, skipping together through the tunnel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you had, I mean, the smiles on every single player's face as they came up to, there's actually a, a Cardinals section pretty good one uh towards the end of the field and so down into the end zone and so all the guys were stopping and signing things and and chanting you know six and oh as they walked into the locker room or skipping uh into the locker room and it it, it was a little bit different I mean they are thrilled about this one I would say sometimes they're a little more composed after a win but I don't think they could hold it back you know after this one especially in post game and everyone this one this one meant a little bit more with all that they yeah. went through. Well, before we let you go, Cheerson, will you give you one final thought on 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 today's events and uh, and uh, what you're gonna go away with? Well, can I drop one little nugget because I I thought this was interesting before I go. Um, so Corey Peters actually took the trip to Cleveland with the team, and so he had to stay during the game at his hotel. And we did ask how he's getting home. They said a plane. So I don't think he's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's getting back Net on jacks. the team plane. <laughs> but he is. He is flying in some capacity. Not that we thought that he was going to have to get into a rental car and drive himself just back. To ask, but... Is he going to have to drive himself? <laughs> that, that is. Um, <laughs> is Michael Bidwell going to come pick him up and they'll have a, like a, a piece a of plexiglass? He does or have a jet, so he, he might jet. just he do that. Yeah. The Cardinals jet. Can he get could. Back. You might have a jet with a pot at the bottom yeah, and just dangling on a rope. That, is, that is unbelievable. Just put a, put a hazmat suit on and stick him in the back. <laughs> there it is. Wow. <laughs> crazy, crazy. That's cheers crazy. to Susel. Thank you. Cheers to so much. Be safe. And we'll see you when you come back, okay? Look forward to it. See you guys. All right. Cheers to live from Cleveland. Dude, wow. she's, she's been killing it all, all week. She's been doing a lot of great stuff for us out there. So excited that we were able to. To get her to go to Cleveland, I know we yeah. talked about you going to Chicago and Dallas as yeah. well, and um, so we got a lot of things going. We, we're going to try and be everywhere we possibly can be, um, and you know, hey, the Cardinals look good, yeah, and it, that's undeniable. And another way that you could look good is by using Manscaped, uh, by using promo code PHNX, where you can save twenty percent on any order plus free shipping. And I'm telling you guys, uh, you know, it, I thought today was going to be a close shave. I'm using all the puns I can possibly <laughs> think of right now. 
and uh, like, where are you going? And lucky, that? luckily for us, it was not. No, it was not. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was a blowout. They mowed them down like the lawnmower 4.0 there can do go. for you. That's what I'm talking about, America. Baby. Mowing down your stubble, uh, all your. I got a lot of hair all over my body. Full-blooded Italian male, and so I use the lawnmower 4.0 <laughs> on a regular basis. Just like big Max Garcia <laughs> plowing through the defensive line for Cleveland. That's like my lawnmower going through every inch of my body, taking care of it, making sure I'm camera ready. Uh, yes, uh, Burgang Travel Club, by the way, is uh, we are partners with them. We Burgang are. Burgang Travel Club is in the Love house the now. Uh, so, hey, hey, you got to go check them out. They're on Instagram. Uh, we'll have more information uh, to come on our shows this week. But uh, Burgang Travel Club. In the house officially yep. as of this week, whoop, whoop. Um, and we're so glad to have them on um, doing stuff with us. Uh, they do a fantastic job of coordinating events as well. But back to Manscaped real quick. Again, 20% by using promo code PHNX. Mm -hmm. Get that lawnmower 4.0. Get the body wash. Get the ball spritz. Whatever you need to make your, uh, you know, your situation a little more pleasant for not only you, but your loved one. Hello. Um, there you go. So uh, outside of that, guys, <laughs> uh, this is making you feel uh, uncomfortable, Johnny. Yeah, pretty, Frank, <laughs> Frank's a little hello there. But yeah, it's got it's me. a pretty big win. Um, I've been on a lot of losing teams, man, with the Cardinals. I was here eight years, and I've never seen nothing look like this. I know the feeling of what it would feel like to be in places you've never been before. Mm -hmm. And I know even as a fan, we're in we're uncharted territory. We can brag, but we we, we can True. brag, but we really can't be braggadocious. We can be we can be arrogant, but we can't be assholes. Yeah, like real talk. I mean, that's just the truth. So look, and can I just speak to that real quick? Go right ahead, bro. You lose Patrick Peterson, right? And yeah. you lose Larry Fitzgerald, and people were lamenting the lack of leadership on this roster. And if anything, and this is not a knock on those guys, but I think that was grossly overplayed. They went out and they added some new players, right? <laughs> maybe new players that <laughs> that do things better uh, than maybe Pat P was doing last season. Yeah. Uh, and so I no maybe about it. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to hesitate to say yeah, that. You know, and I want to be respectful of Fitz, who's sure. 38, and he's yeah, yeah. by all and large retired now. But I think the leadership factor that they lost was overblown, and I think that just yeah. everybody that they brought on has bought into this team yeah. culture. Some teams don't require stars they require players they don't always require somebody who's going to be a leader they require teammates and we talk about it, i said it earlier you know sometimes i've been on i've been on a lot of losing teams and they were selfish mm -hmm. and a lot of winning teams are selfless and this situation right here seems that way and it's a it's a good thing to catch maturation with youth to catch that 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 genie in a bottle or that lightning in a bottle right now we're in that position. We got a young coach who can be in a in a very sped up, maturing way. Yeah, you know, and we got some other coaches that help that that philosophy become wisdom to what can be a philosophy or a an actual formula for winning in the NFL. And right now, I mean, again, we 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 dealt with Steve for how long? How long has Steve's been the general manager? Since what? 2013. So we're looking at what eight years, yeah. and there is a maturation process that requires that moment. And we he got ton of first round draft picks that might not have been everything we wanted, but we've got a couple of pieces of some first round draft picks that's gelling and, and looking good. And I yes. like where we are right now. Like he he's maturing and teetering to that level where. He can look at a team, or we're 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 putting together a team that is catching lightning in the bottle, yeah. and it's not it's a great opportunity for the Arizona the, the development 
um, of some of these other yeah. players, the yeah. ones that people may, maybe thought, okay, I don't know where they're going with this. You know, I think people questioned the Isaiah Simmons pick even last year because he wasn't playing a lot. Yep. Kind of the same way people are kind of questioning Zayvon Collins. But then you see Isaiah Simmons this year, yeah. and you're like, oh, there it is. And I think there's been situations where Kime has hit Byron on Murphy guys like too. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And good. and other situations where they, they, they didn't hit. But in the grand scheme of things, every miss led to another road. And every hit led to another situation where you can build on what you are doing. And I think that's where this Cardinals team is at right now. They have the perfect blend of youth, experience, and it's all coming together at the same time. And you can kind of see the road ahead. To to Frank's point, we've never been here before. The closest we've been to this was maybe 2015 when, when they were really good, but just one game behind the Panthers. Yeah. And that ended up costing them. But really the Super Bowl run. Yeah. That's the only thing I can really equate to to where we are right now as a fan base of, in terms of seeing excellence unfold right before you. Well, it's a credit to Cliff and Kime for knowing what they want and attacking it aggressively this offseason. Like you, the Suns. You're right, that, Westville. That you think about what they did in like the second and third tier free agency and they signed A.J. Green and people are like, that's a horrific move. No, he fits with what we do. And everybody's like, take Najee Harris, including myself. No, we're going to add James Conner for the vet minimum, right? And we're going to go out and we're going to take an undersized Rondell Moore uh, in the second round. And we're going to use him effectively because we know how we want to use him. And everybody right now clearly understands the role on this team mm-hmm. and is holding each other accountable. There's not, a, there's not a misconception or there's not confusion about what everybody needs to take care of. And then when you combine that mindset with the stars that they have, the Hopkins of the world, of course, Kyler and Buddha, and now J.J. Watt. I mean, it's it's the perfect recipe for, for this kind of success. When yeah. you can, I mean, A.J. Green and James Conner were pro bowlers in the AFC East not too long ago, and, and the Cardinals are like, come come be a part of what we'll, we're building. And these guys are like, we'll take one-year contracts. We'll take close to the vet minimum. We'll prove the league wrong. And and they're, they're key ingredients to this team's 6-0 start. And you saw in the fourth quarter, Green scores a touchdown, and then they're just plowing through people with James Conner. That's what great teams do. It's not about spending all the money, and it's not about having you know infinite first-rounders, which is nice. It's not realistic. It's about how can you maximize your 53-man roster with the perfect combination. I mean, if you if I had to ask you right now, like, there's a hole in this team. Where is it at? Where would you, What would you say? Defensive line. And and that's improving every week. You make yeah, an argument. Yeah, it, it, it used to be a glaring need, right? And now it's it's starting to slowly become not so much right. of a glaring need. Now, let's be fair: the the premier running backs that they could have faced in the last two games, they did not have to face. Mm-hmm. So you know, Nick Chubb being out was a big deal. Most right? didn't play last week. You know yeah. I mean? So yeah. So so we got we got kind of temper with that. So we'll see what happens here in the weeks ahead. Because uh, they got some dudes uh, like Aaron Jones at, uh, for the Green Bay Packers coming down, um, so we'll we'll see. But I, I do love that the defensive line. You know, it's whatever because you do have the king of the game on that defensive line, yeah. And that is one Mister JJ Watt, five tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, one pass defense, and that one pass defense was a clutch one, mm-hmm. double teamed, two handed banger, swatted it cl- yep. like vintage. JJ Swat. Just I, I, he was amazing today. Uh, that entire defensive line was amazing today. Um, I hope they keep it going. I yeah. still feel like they need one, one beefy run stopper um, up in that front line to kind of alleviate a little bit more pressure off of JJ because I don't want him 
to fatigue and get too tired by the time we hit the playoffs. It, if we're the number one seed, I'm not worried about it. But there's a lot to be determined here in the next 11 weeks. It's gotten to the point where just like we as Cardinal fans are conditioned to look ahead to the draft because that's how the season unfolds typically. <laughs> it's gotten to the yeah. point where so they have a fourth or a fifth next year because of Marco Wilson and now Zach Ertz, who will be active next week. It's like, do you ship out your third round pick for next year to get another impact player to help you win a Super Bowl? I think, hell yes, you do. You have that mindset right now if you're Steve Kime. There's the right deal to be made, and, and you can ship out a third-round pick that now looks like could be like pick 100. Uh, and he's done well in the third round. I, I think there's an appetite for just get better any possible chance. Fletcher Cox. If Corey Peters doesn't you know, get tested, then we have him and, and, and Phillips for the first time pretty much. Yeah, all since, season. All right. So I mean, that, that would be – and J.J. wouldn't have had to play that position. JJ's playing defensive tackle, where he, two defensive tackles should be there. My, I agree with you one hundred percent that he, I hope that he doesn't get burnt out because he's having to do so much in between. Either he's playing D tackle and D in on sometimes. Um, I I'm thinking they're hoping and believing that Phillips and and Peters are going to make a difference so they, that JJ can kind of rotate out. Yeah, with and then him and Chandler can rotate out and save these guys for the longevity of the season. And protect these guys for the longevity of the season. I like where we are. I don't think that we have a bunch missing. Of course, it wouldn't hurt to go grab a defensive nose guard or tackle that we feel like we can bring in that will bring some more that will be additive to the punch. But where we are and what I'm watching, play calling, schematically game planning mm -hmm. versus teams and how we are attacking them, I I don't – there's nothing missing – and when we get Ertz on our team, and he's he needs to, it's <laughs> like let it's, me tell you something. He's so good, he doesn't have to practice. They could say, "Hey JJ, hey, hey Ertz, hey to the left, run a post." Run he's a, that good. He'll beat this man. Run a scene. Red eighty, red eighty. Check, 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 check. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, ooh, Eleven, twelve. You got a bang. It's the deepest offense in the NFL. All he needs to know is just terminology, yeah. terms of routes. Because he's so good, he knows what to do, and Kyler can make that work. I like 100% what we are consistently across the board. And every team right now, I know for a fact, fears the Arizona Cardinals. Correct. They fear them because they have no answers for what they have to stop. They can't stop any one of our receivers. They can't stop our running game because our running game consists of our quarterback. Our, our O-line is a, is a gumbo pot of guys who are really not all our starters – and not having, you know, not having a big guy Hudson there, that that's another thing. Our D line, we don't even have all our defensive players there. That we are a we are a threat for every team in the NFL. The only problem that we have right now is that we can't be arrogant and we can't be a-holes and what we bring to the table. They just I've, have never been here before. Right? And that's the part. We but, have to continually be hungry. But because of what happened last year, I'm, I'm gonna go back to this over and over again. They were six and three. It was right there for the taking, and they absolutely shit the bed. I don't see that happening again with this team. They might have a hiccup or two. Granted, Which is granted. everybody has sure. a bad game, yeah. sure. But I just don't see it with this team in terms of a prolonged period of time of multiple losses and bad performances. And that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps the momentum going. Um, and it's great to see. When is our bye week? week November, I think. Like the uh, week of Thanksgiving. That far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got almost another. I'm gonna month tell you right now, though. Before that time, no disrespect to Houston Sheesh. Texans, but next week I, I would be Sheesh. more keen on rotating some players 
Uh, and I know J.J. Watt is going to be. Yo, and, J.J. Watt is coming for that. Next. And DeAndre Hopkins. They want <laughs> all the all they want, the, they want all wow. the money. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the NFL. You can't take weeks off. But you look at that game, and then you got a quick turnaround game against Green Bay. Like, how can you maximize the, the bodies that you do have yeah. and not overexert yourself next Sunday? I know yeah. for a fact we'll come back this week. Typically what happens in the NFL is that they don't practice Monday. They don't, they don't well, come in Monday. They don't come in Tuesday. Tuesday's an off day, so we'll probably be very, very light Wednesday, Thursday because of travel and get guys physically ready for another team. So more than likely this team will not really practice hard or their bodies really won't recover from travel until like Friday. So and then they'll get ready for that next this 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 up and coming game against Houston. As I said be earlier, as I said earlier, this is when we came in the league, no one really expected a whole bunch. We thought we knew, but it was a big target on there was a there's a big bullseye. And like right now we are the we are the center point of everyone's desire to knock off the only undefeated team in the league right now. Yeah. And to me, <clears throat> it is a position where they have to hold on to it with pride. But if you say that our bye week isn't until, you know, Thanksgiving. That's a month away. That's a long time before these guys ever really sit break. So that's I, almost like three more. That's three more games before yeah. we even get a bye. I'm not gonna. I I want to ask you guys before we go. The line's out for this game next already. Weekend. Yes. <laughs> tell tell me what you both think the line is. Sixteen. What do you think? Mm, Twenty. Minus seventeen. So you guys are almost right on. <laughs> Minus tw- 17, the Cardinals hosting the Houston Texans next Sunday. Well, hey, uh, we mentioned the DraftKings of the game, uh, and you know we'll wrap it up with, with making sure that you guys all use promo code PHNX when you go to DraftKings to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use. And any $1 you place, I had misspoken a little bit earlier, You $1 you place, you get $100 in free bets on any NFL game um, as long as they score a point, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy to use. Make sure you use DraftKings. Uh, I think we plugged Manscaped. We talked about GoPHNX. Yep. Uh, we talked about possible trades or things coming down in the future. One thing's for certain. I'm not trading these guys, and that's the end of this show. Uh, I got Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable, for myself, Saul Bookman. That's, an, that's the end of the PHNX Cardinals postgame show. Thank you so much for joining us. Reminder, we'll be here all week giving you all types of information uh, from, from the team and um, Cheerston will be back in the seat on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we'll have some more fun. So join us then. <laughs>